Hey, Nelson Alcoholic Addict. That is not my real name. That's my pen name that I use here at LOL Sober. I watched the Oscars live on Sunday night, and <laughs> as you may have heard, Will Smith did not like one of Chris Rock's jokes, and so he walked on stage and slapped him in the face. And I gotta say, I watch almost every UFC card. I watch a lot of boxing, and I personally spent my late teens and early 20s in constant fistfights myself. I have a reasonable threshold for watching violent stuff on TV, but I still found the Oscars moment to be pretty jarring and unsettling. I mean, it was just shocking, and I couldn't help myself, um, I couldn't help but find myself hoping, really, really hoping that it was a bit, that it wasn't real, and... I have like a half hour's worth of thoughts that I could give you, but I'm just, I'll just give you one. It's just, you know, you just can't slap people like that. You just can't. <laughs> and as someone who does stand up on a regular basis, it's just not cool. I've seen a lot of genuinely uncomfortable, mean, inappropriate jokes told on stage by not so great comedians. And even the drunk people five feet away in the basement of dive bars, they don't you don't start swinging hands at people. and But this is a sober newsletter, um, and I wanted to call out one thing about the whole incident that spoke to me through the sobriety lens, and that is what Denzel Washington told Will Smith after, after the incident. I'm paraphrasing a bit, but Denzel apparently told him, at your highest moment, be careful, because that's when the devil comes for you. So I'll say it again. At your highest moment... Be careful, because that's when the devil comes for you. Statement really hits me because I find it to be very true. And I'm going to, I'll throw out the devil thing. Like my definition of devil in this instant isn't like the religious biblical definition. For me, the devil, it's the idea that we all have that bad voice in our heads <laughs> that feeds off resentments and character defects and snide comments. And it tries to get us to think that drinking or drugging might be the solution, or even in sobriety, sometimes that bad voice in my head just tells me to do silly stuff, inappropriate, not adult-like behavior, not spiritual stuff, bad, bad, bad behaviors, and that's the devil in me. It's not the, the, the guy that lives in the land of fire. Um, the general idea of being on guard at your best moments in life, it really hits home for me. You know, the single most dangerous moments in my time in sobriety, 13 years, the single most dangerous moments of those 13 years have been when things are really good. Because when I have a big problem, I know what I need to do. I need to stay very close to meetings, very close to sober men, very close to sober literature, all of the, the principles of my recovery programs. When I have little problems, I, I still know that. I still do. Um, and even when things are okay or even like pretty good. I seem to not forget that I need to keep the recovery momentum going. But when things are awesome, I tend to drift. You know, the more money I have, the healthier my home life is, the better my job is. <laughs> Those can be terrible because they're dangerous. You start to think, I've got this. I figured it out. I got it. I got my degree. I've got my diploma. I've worked a really good program. I know the 12 steps. I'm using them every day in my life. I'm killing it. Why do I need to keep doing it? When I get pretty full of myself and I throttle down, that's a it's just very risky behavior. It really is. I think I've been um, 
when I think back, I think I've been to about 2,500 meetings since I got sober, 2,500 meetings. That's my best estimate. And I'd say at those 2,500 meetings, I probably heard a few hundred people say they're coming back. And when I listen to them, of those people, I've heard quite a few say they had something really bad, bad happen to them in their life. You know, they started to struggle and they went back out. So that definitely is a thing. But I would say about 90% of that, you know, if it's so 300 out of 300 people, I'd say 250, 270 of them, something like that. They said the opposite. They said that things were going pretty well and they got too complacent that they got uh, promoted at work and they got married or they whatever. They slowed down on meetings and they didn't have a sponsor for a while and boom, holy shit, they were out drinking and drugging again. And before they knew it, they were on stage at the Oscars slapping the shit out of people. Okay, maybe, maybe, okay, so no one ever actually said that, that last part. There were no Oscar slappings. Um, but my point is that um, I want to have the same kind of program through thick and thin and everything in between. Uh, the truth is when my life gets really good, it's because of my recovery program. And why would I, so if I want to keep that momentum going logically, I need to keep doing what led to that. But that's not how my brain works, unfortunately, right? Uh, it tells me I need less meetings, that I graduated, that I'm all ready to go. And that is just not true. So I will keep coming. Thank you for letting me share.